0: Would you believe we're up to episode nine? I think of uh, strategy in the virtual controller. My name's Damien Grayhead. I'm one of the co-hosts of uh, of the podcast, and I'm here with Penny Breslin. Penny, how are you today?
1: I'm okay, Damien. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad. Just okay. Just okay. Feeling better. You're feeling better, or am I feeling better? i
1: are feeling better. You still have a little bit of a cough.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a cough. So um, I, I was like death last week. But as we were saying, I haven't been haven't been sick for sort of twelve eighteen months. So it was um, it was a real shock to the system to to get that cough. But I, I think on the mend. Um, but uh, but back in the game.
1: Good, and I imagine that now that I start getting on planes again, I'll be coming down with something. So. so. Yeah,
0: it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, and and I believe the, the the conference that you're attending in Las Vegas is sold out, and it'll be a, a, a big crowd. So it'll be interesting to see how <laughs> how people interact with each other uh, at these conferences. And I think this is this is the the first big test, certainly within the accounting and, and bookkeeping space. So looking forward to uh, to your report.
1: Yeah, I will definitely come back with it. A digital bookkeeping conference. Uh, it sounds. Uh fascinating it's the focus is being a digital book, bookkeeper rather than the focus on any given general ledger so that's kind mm-hmm. of and you know oh, nice. I'm, I'm, i don't give a damn what the general ledger is as long as them <laughs> works getting done <laughs> uh, they're all you know some of them are better than others it just depends on the functionality that you're looking for and, uh, well,
0: I, and I think the accessibility and, and the being in the cloud where the team, the, the clients can access uh, all, everything that they need and, and, and importantly, those integrations are there. So we're not doing a duplication of data entry, moving data from one system into the other system.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I was just saying, I don't even consider desktop very much anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, absolutely. I, yeah, I just, I, I actually had a call from a client who's an accountant who said, could you just handle a customer of ours? Uh, she only comes in once a year and she doesn't, uh, you know, and I said, I said, I think I just got a call from her right before this zip, Zoom call with you guys. And I gave him the name and goes, yeah, that's our client. I went, yeah, I'll take care of it for you. So after I hung up with that Zoom call, I called the lady back and I said, so tell me about what you're using now. And she's on QuickBooks from Mac, which not a bad Oof. product. But the accounting firm doesn't have a Mac located anywhere yep. on the premises. <laughs> and I'm going, how the hell has that been getting done every year? Painfully. So I said, well, yeah. would, I said, would you be open to an online system? She goes, I'm open to anything as long as this gets done. So we're going to convert her to an online accounting GL and then hand her back to the accountant.
0: I, Penny, it's not the topic of today's um, podcast, but I think we, we should put that on the list is talking to your clients about this. Because how many times have you heard from, from your clients, your prospective clients, oh, my clients won't do that? but but, but, as as this example um, is Testament, you, as soon as you brought up the idea of an online system and, and and their desire for it just to be done, um it just goes to show that it, that we're not that we're often not talking enough to our clients and we don't give them enough credit because they want it done. They want it done well. They want it done um, with with the same tools that they're using to run their business. So I, I think we should put that on the list of things to talk about uh, in an in a upcoming uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, how do you listen to the pain? That'd be a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect. So today's uh, topic is is advisory services. We touched on it a couple of episodes back and, and we actually introduced a model. Well, you introduced a model, Penny, from your book that divided the the advisor's role into into four different quadrants, which I think is a very useful way of thinking about it. We had the, the execution, we had the catalyst, uh, we had the strategist, we had the steward, and we had the operator. So sure. that was sort of one model, one model, one way of thinking about advisory services. Uh, but um, we got a couple of uh, questions that came in via LinkedIn to sort of Dig deeper, and Penny, you found an article on Intuit's um, ProConnect site where they actually um, provided a definition of advisory services.
1: Yeah, um, they actually say, you know, what is advisory services, and they kind of they bring in the AICPA definition and what it means to your practice. And uh, it's a, I think Intuit did a pretty good job of defining it out. Uh, And the key being, you know, kind of exactly what I did before, which is you have to break it down. And, but what I really liked about what they did is, you know, they defined what kind of advisory service you are, what examples of what you're going to do, what are the workflow attributes are at the end, but the deliverables that, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I've worked with a couple of accountants. I keep on saying, so you're going to do this. What are you delivering to the client? They always talk about. Well, well, we're going to give them financial statements. We're going to give them this. We're going to give... really. What are you delivering to the client is really key. And the, and you have to look at those four uh, vectors of of strategist, uh, catalyst, um, you know, operations and steward. And within each of those is a different set of deliverables. Mm-hmm. All of them of value. And the larger the firm, the more of those four different categories, vectors you can do. But if it's a smaller firm, you may want to focus on one, maybe two of those vectors. But have a deliverable. Define what that deliverable is. Don't just call it a series of reports
0: and and it was um someone always said this to me and, and it's always stuck with me but the client wouldn't know a good report if it hit him in the head wouldn't know a good tax return if it hit him in the head wouldn't know a good report if it hit him in- it's the context of 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 that report it's the it's the actual conversation that comes from it the 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 three red flags or the three um three things to discuss from the report uh, is where the value truly lies. But Penny, I actually I really like what you said because in our advice in that conversation that we had a couple of weeks back, I, I struggled with the idea of these four quadrants, and we've got to be up in the top catalyst and and strategist, knowing full well to your point that if if I may not have the skill set just yet, I may not have the capacity just yet, and my clients might not be ready for it just yet. So I, I can still build this skill set um by focusing in on one or two of those quadrants and slowly but surely building these skills i don't have to deliver all four quadrants at one time um to 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 define my advisory services so i think that's really helpful for listeners is if you if you are limited in your resources namely time uh then maybe it's it's best just to focus in on one and and i remember your your, one of your clients up in Chicago she focuses on uh, on on the strategist side and the yes. catalyst side
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then help and and then gets you to work on the steward side and the operator efficiency side so I, I think there's again good models of, of ways to do it but if, if you're listening there you don't have to go all in uh, on the four quadrants and also you don't have to go all in if you're not comfortable yet at that catalyst and strategist um, uh, position.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a little bit higher end. And sometimes, you know, depending on where your firm is and your customers are, your clients are, you might be so busy with the organizational. Um, I have a direct client, which I don't very well, I don't take those on very often. But this was uh, a request, a referral and a request. By somebody I respect very well, if I would take them on, it was a brand new startup company, and there is no strategy, there is no um, higher level catalyst or anything. This is all organizational. Um, you know, it's they didn't have, they didn't have, um, they didn't have banking set up. They didn't have. Uh, a, a, an accounting program set up. They didn't have a document management. They didn't have anything set up. It was like, we're going to start this business in two weeks. We'll be opening the bank account. How do you want to go with this? <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, we're down in organization only for this client. And that's all we do for them. And um, I don't even expect to get up in that upper area. They're going to get somebody internally to do that stuff. yeah
0: Yep. Um, that, but, but I think the important point is to actually get into that point to get to that point you need you need good books you need good data um to 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 review with the client so right. whether that's internal or and external you can't have, do it unless you've got yeah. good books
1: yeah they didn't have anything to begin with and now it's like you know organization okay this is an accounts payable where does it go and it's you know right now they're coming in from everywhere and they're they're coming into different emails and it's like so there's a lot of organization to get the flow through and then maybe move on to something else. And so you have to look at where the client is. Um, you could be saying, I'm going to be the, the fractional CFO and I'm going to be the strategist. And you're talking to people that are like this, this company, they don't even have the baseline ready yet. So you're, you're over speaking to them.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point because I, I you, you've still got to define what those deliverables are, Penny. So a strategist, what the hell does that mean? Um, fractional CFO, uh, w- what does that mean? It, it just sounds expensive. So, yeah. so it's, it's really about defining what that deliverable is. What is the the client going to get from it? Um, that's really important, and I think that's. I, when I was reading that article from on Intuits ProConnect, and folks will put it on the, the website where you can find the link at satvc.co, Satvc.co, um about defining advisory services. And and I think they, to your point, they do, do a really good job of saying you need to define these because it's such a big umbrella of services that for you to be focused for your client to understand what they're getting you need to spend some time actually defining it and uh then there's no then there's if it's defined then there's no um uh, missed expectations um there's yeah. there's no under delivering because the client thought they were getting something else but i thought the i thought the aicpa um, definition was interesting and, and, and somewhat vague if, 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 if nothing, but, um, they actually said,
1: what do you expect?
0: Well, (laughs) so, so here's what they said. So the AICPA defines advisory services as those services where the practitioner develops findings, conclusions, and recommendations for client consideration and decision-making very vague. But in some respects, actually quite helpful. Okay, it develops findings, conclusions, and recommendations for client consideration. Okay, now it's up to the practitioner to be like about what. Yeah, it could be about cash flow. It could be about pricing of their services. Um, I, I I'm a big fan of this, but it could be just about internal controls. Uh, for the for the the business, and that could be a really safe place for a lot of listeners to start their advisory services. Focus on internal controls and strengthening the internal controls uh, of their clients' businesses, and I, I think that develops findings, conclusions, and recommendations about the internal controls of our clients' businesses. That's a really nice uh, nice deliverable. Uh, wrapped up in a, in a nice bow, and obviously I, we talk about this day in, day out, but if I'm sitting there as a client, I might have to sort of dig a little bit deeper into what are internal controls, but generally speaking, that's a very well-defined um, service, product, in yeah, my and, mind.
1: And I think that this that's a timely one, um, internal controls – kind of read their ugly head in everybody's face during COVID, regardless of where you were located on the world. And um, so, excuse me, 101 train. <laughs> Pacific Coast. That's, train. Actually
0: a beautiful, that's actually a beautiful train ride. If anyone, uh, LA yeah. down to well, San Diego, coast. lovely yeah. train ride.
1: Yeah, it's a lovely train. But I mean, you know, think about it, you know, that's what I'm kind of doing with these folks is, you know, what are your internal... Organizations to control the input and output of money and business owners. You know, I'm going to do a little plug again for Dawn Brolin because she does excellent uh, courses on fraud prevention and stuff, and it's a great way to get yourself in the door. Another one is cybersecurity. I work with the guys at Rush Tech uh, who are also recommended by the AICPA, but they, you know, that's a great way to approach your clients. You know, outside of tax season, what can we do for you? Here's two things: we can look at your operations and find ways to tighten in control of documentation and access and money in, money out, and mm-hmm. defining who gets what. I mean, those are those are all those are all things accountants would be good at, and they're all education programs that are out there the tip of their fingers, whether they're a zero professional advisor, an Intuit professional advisor, an accounting suite, or Sage Intact, all of those companies have these programs to teach you how, granted, they're teaching you how to utilize their application and delivering these services, but that's okay if they have that agenda going on. Use their stuff. Um, they all have good stuff going on. The one in Intuit, I thought was the reason I put it up there. And you know me, I'm I'm GL agnostic, but I thought it was probably the best definition and layout. And uh, who was the author on that? It was uh, Jim.
0: Jim. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just thought it was. I. It was just like yeah. I mean, it matched almost what I put in my book back in 2015. So I guess maybe <laughs> that's why I liked it. But uh, you know, I'm human too. But um, it just you don't have to be everything. But I will say this, and this is something I see a lot what advisory services are not just a one year tax return. Yeah. That's not advice, that's compliance. Um, and
0: and Penny, I, I thought that they did a good job in terms of actually, and, and it's the first time that I've seen it in, in a table format, and I do love a table because it simplifies things yeah. for, for the most part, but where they actually put here here's what compliance services are, and here are examples of what advisory services are. So, yeah, your tax prep, your tax payment adjustments, payroll, uh, bookkeeping, uh, the monthly close all of this was uh, tax agency correspondence because i know we get bogged down with that so that was all of the examples in the compliance side of things and then they went over and, and did uh service examples for advisory tax planning and again i know a, a whole bunch of, of accounting firms that do tax planning but they don't actually talk about it with their clients that they they talk it they they they, they do tax planning with those clients that ask for it rather than proactively promoting tax planning to all of their clients. Go know, figure, what could like possibly come from that?
1: Afraid of recommending something in the middle of the year because they probably don't have clean data to make a recommendation on. <laughs> That's,
0: That's true. Everything
1: yep. starts at, one, at level one basic one-on-one bookkeeping, but you have to have that clean. But look at the, look at the bottom where they, when they talk about the advisory, the last two things, they put collaborative strategies and personalized insights. And, you know, I, we were talking with a client, uh, the other day and we were going through her procedures because we always define out procedures. And she said, well, what about this? What about that? And I said, that is contextual for the client we don't deal with your clients, we deal with you, right? So you have the context. You have to provide that part of it. You have the relationship with the client. And that contextual, and I at Praveena, she's going, could you paint me a picture of that? And I'm going, yes, thank you for asking them, because that's the way most clients are thinking. Because if they thought mm-hmm. In tables, if they thought linear, they'd all be accountants. <laughs> so I'm not saying that. You know, come on. Um, but what's the context behind the number? The bots, the AI, the bookkeeper can do the number. They can put it in the right column. They can put the debit and the credit right there where it belongs. But what's the context behind the number? Why is it there? And why did it get there? And should it be there?
0: And actually, the, the bots can go even one step further, they can flag an anomaly, they can yes. sort of say, and I think something like Xavier, Xavier does this quite well that um, that it can be like, Oh, hang on, we, we've done these reports. And this thing doesn't look right, because it's out of a, a how many standard deviations or whatever. So I think the the, the, the AI the AI the machine learning takes it that does take it that one step further that can flag the anomaly but flag the anomaly for you to have that conversation with the client I I remember um when we would when I was learning to be a consultant and and one of the things that we did or one of the most important parts of the process was to go down the P l or go down the 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 typically the um, the the current liabilities uh, and have a look at those. And, and anything that looked out of whack or had changed plus or minus more than 5%, you'd circle, uh, you'd tap your pen there, you, you'd sort of a sharp intake of breath um, and by the time you, you'd had your sharp intake of breath, the client was explaining themselves as to what had happened, mm-hmm. why the debtors went up or, or, or why um, our margin dropped down or, or why our work in process went went out, went, went through the roof. It was looking for those anomalies and the technology can look for those anomalies. And now it's you have the conversation with the client about the anomalies. Sometimes the anomaly is nothing to worry about. It's just a blip, seasonal, something that that um, um, keep moving. You have the but really that's...
1: understanding of the client to know that.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, and so, I, again, I think it's a really exciting time with the technology that we can actually have these um, these conversations about the personalized insight and then working with the client on a case. So how do we solve for this? What can we do? And actually, I'm not an expert in making widgets, but I can ho- at least hold you accountable to, 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 to you doing what you, what you say you're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm not an expert in accounting. Nobody ever lets me touch accounting. Even my account, <laughs> Jesus Penny, that'd be a mistake. But I run an accounting firm. So what does that say? Um, but, uh, but the other thing, too, is it's, it's, it's real important in order to be able to get the bots to give you something that shows as an anomaly. That means you've got to be running those bots consistently and, and in, in a format that the bots get used to. Because robots don't handle inconsistencies all the time mm. because then everything is an anomaly and therefore nothing is noticeable.
0: Well, I, I think in that workflow attributes, and it, it is that year-round activity and the real-time data yeah, um, that's huge that, that, that is critical, and and that's what we've been talking about, and, and that's what we will be talking about. That's what your book really focuses on is is how do you get the system set up so that you can have the data flowing from the multiple sources in real time uh, into the system, and how do you manage that? Um, but that year-round activity and, and real-time data is is so important. I remember going, talking.
1: All of this, yes, I yeah. take one thing, even though we vectored out all the different aspects of advisory mm-hmm. services, they all do build on one another, as does, you know, reoccurring real time, real time being 72 hours. Uh, you know, all of that has to go on and on and on for you to eventually get to the point where you can take that pen, circle a number and go, oh, what's, hmm, what's with this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I think the other side of things is it is that year-round activity. Uh, there's been a number of times where I've, even my own situation, where I've been sat across getting our own taxes done and, and sat across from the, the tax preparer. They also do wealth management and a whole host of other things. Um, sitting in that tax interview or the tax um, preparation and, and we start talking about wealth management and financial planning. And as soon as he says, um, well, let me get through April 15." Um, and then I'll, then we'll, we'll organize a meeting in, in June, nine times out of 10, never get that call. Uh, we've never had that conversation because there's always, let me get past April 15. Yeah. Let me get out of tax season. I'll give you a call. You can't do it. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's not going to happen.
1: No, it's not. You need to have somebody who's not so tied into those compliance dates. And there's, there's ways to do that. There are ways to yeah, be- yeah absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes, to tell you the truth, the bigger the firm, the more they are on the left side of that compliance. And uh, it's the bookkeepers that have the context of the client. They have the picture. They, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I get more information from them than I do from the, the head CPA who only sees the client once a year, who only looks at the books once a year who doesn't even ever deny to log into Xero or QuickBooks or what have you. They Well, go get the reports for me and give me the reports. Mm. So never lose sight of your client from a standpoint of understanding their picture. Um, That's kind of important.
0: Yeah, and and I think if you are thinking about your own business, because again, the, the 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 purpose of this podcast is to help practitioners run their own business. And I and I know I've got to put a couple of dollars in the swear jar for calling them practitioners, because at the end of the day, we're business owners. But 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 it's also about having that conversation with yourself, with your partners, with with the team about where do we want to be on this spectrum? Do we want to be on the left of compliance and churning out? Um, deadline-driven reports, filings, lodgings, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Or do we want to be on the advisory side of the spectrum where we're actually having, I I think, much deeper level relationships with our clients? We are going to have to have a, a difficult conversation with ourselves because we can't service the same volume um, in the advisory side that we can in the compliance. Mm-hmm. So we are going to have to have a difficult conversation with ourselves because and and the, the potential in the short term of foregoing revenue so that we can learn skills, so that we can restructure the organization, so that we can uh, evaluate the, the the client base uh, to make sure that they're also a fit for this. Um, for for this type of business because I've seen it a lot penny with the firms that I've worked is uh, and I think you said it earlier they want to be everything to everyone so that they they want to take on all the tax work that comes through the door they want to take they they want to do all the advisory work or do all the audit work do all the consulting work and at the end of the day that the firm is just a jumble of of services and 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 people are getting burnt out don't know what they're focused on. And and I think it's a real challenge.
1: Well, that's, that, that's true. And a conversation that we're going to be having soon is building that team. You're going to find, Mm -hmm. especially if you have multiple people working in your firm, you're going to find people who have different desires and different wants. And if they're doing something that's not desirable or that they want to do, they they're human. They're not going to do it as well and they're not going to be happy. And so uh, the, the old dog and pony. Find out who's got a dog and who's got a pony, and find out who <laughs> wants the uh, pony and who wants the dog. Because one dog, one man's trash is another man's treasure, you know. So
0: find and, out uh, and, and different
1: people that yeah, have what absolutely wants, and you might have them working for you and you don't even know it.
0: Um, well, also it, it's it's also the case of if you do have a compliance heavy business and you want to move over to advisory, we we did this quite regularly where we would actually help some of these larger firms move some of their smaller clients that weren't the strategic fit with the firm anymore, move them to a smaller firm where they actually came in at some of the, the highest value clients. Um, so again, there's strategies to help um, overcome any of these challenges um, and just talk to us because it's, it's one of those things that there aren't too many situations that that either Penny, you, or I haven't seen, or alternatively, someone in our network hasn't seen.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Every we've seen, we've seen quite a bit uh, behind the curtain, in front of the curtain, on top of the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> quite a bit. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I, it's the. It's a good time. It's a good time to reposition and to take the space to learn about what you want to do for the next stage of your life. And,
0: and Penny, I was looking at just
1: two years. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, that's a good point. Is is life is too short to be um, to be working eighty hour weeks during tax season, isn't it? If if that's not what you love to do, because I know some people do love it, but but um, each to their own. But if that's yes. not what you love, uh, then then make those changes. That's true, Penny. One of the one of the interesting ones I saw on the advisory column. Uh, And again, folks, we'll get this article onto the website um, for you to take a look at. I really liked the advisory example of process automation. And I think that's a really good one. Particularly if if you're an accounting um, bookkeeping firm that's gone through this process yourself or or are going through this process yourself, um, you, you are in a perfect position to talk to your clients about this as well. Yes. Um and and most importantly, you can help automate their back office. Um which is, is the first place to start.
1: Group of doctors, scientific researchers, <laughs> which is exactly what I'm doing. And uh I have to explain it to them every step of the way. Why are we doing this? Well because you're you have money in your accounts, and you you're not paying your bills. You have invoices that haven't been sent out. Why why do you think that? Well, you know we, we haven't gotten around to it. Well, if we had a process, if we had a procedure, we could do it. Let me show you how. Here are the tools. Here's the technology. Here's the stack. And uh, you know they there we have a call every week, and I'm getting consulting fees paid every week. And you know, something I've never even met them.
0: Uh, interesting. Uh, How did they find you?
1: I, they I told you, recommended by somebody who was a client that we set up their accounting.
0: Uh, yep.
1: mm-hmm. And they uh, the one of the owners and the CFO live five miles away from me. never met them. everybody else is all over the country.
0: Well, five miles in San Diego, that, that, that could be a, a, a 20 minute beach. commute. Or a, to
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a problem, just down the beach.
0: Um, So Penny, I, I think, and, and this might again, be the, the, the topic for when we are actually talking to the clients, but, but what do you think was the, the sort of aha moment for them to be like, oh shit, this is a problem. And we're well, oh, shit, this is a problem. What what was it where to say, okay, we've sent them we've got copy. to do something about it?
1: I sent them a copy for an invoice that wasn't paid, um, and I sent them a copy. The CFO pushed it out to me. goes, why wasn't this paid? And I said, because we've never seen it to put in the books. And then he sent me a series of emails back and forth between five different people in the firm who all got this invoice because nobody knew where to <laughs> send it. <laughs> and I sent it back to him in a screenshot and I said, this is a problem. And then, and, they, you know, I said, and let me show you one that you did for me with your accounts receivable. And, you know, and it was kind of like, boom, boom, boom. And so he took it to the board and they said, he, they said she recommends we use this, these apps. We're overlaying them, So we got a bill pay app for them. We got, so, you know, just, yeah, it was easy to point out.
0: Uh, but, but I think that's a really funny example there, because I, I do love that when you CC people, you're, you're just basically um, delegating, um, uh, delegating responsibility is like, well, I'm CC, so I'm not the one expected to
1: oh, So <laughs> on a zoom meeting yesterday. I said, well, just make a task to have it done. He goes, what do you mean? So I said, I took the screen over and I said, here, he goes, is that my HubSpot? I said, no, this is my HubSpot. Watch me make a task to remind me to bug you about making a task in HubSpot. He goes, I I didn't know I could do that. You've been owning this technology for six months and I keep on telling you, just give me five minutes. I'll teach you how to use it. (laughs)
0: I mean, again, another topic that I think we can that we can do a, a, an episode on Penny is, is there's so many times where and you're heading off to a conference where where we actually get distracted by this shiny new something when 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 it's been sitting in our office the entire time and we just didn't know it. I mean, how many oh, times have you had the conference?
1: You've yeah. always had what you wanted. You never yeah. <laughs> had <to leave> something. <laughs> <this together. laughs> it was right there <laughs> in your own backyard. Yeah, I know. I know,
0: it is. Well, Penny, maybe that's a maybe that's a good point, a, a good stopping point for for this episode, um, mm-hmm. because we because now we're already starting to identify what we can talk about in future episodes, but I think th- th- today we just wanted to focus on helping. Uh, listeners really understand a the importance of defining the services but also be give some practical examples of what these services are and then how to how to build them in into the 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 business anything else you wanted to touch on penny just in terms of um, advisory services the definition and, and and how firms can can get their head around what are advisory services? Because I think once we've done that, hopefully the, the other stuff will, will start to flow in terms of how do we get the work done, how do we communicate with clients, et cetera, et cetera.
1: If you're interested in doing it, find somebody in your firm who's going to be the quarterback to carry this through and give them the authority to call all people in, including partners, to uh, be a part of this discussion on dogs and ponies and where we're gonna go and what the deliverables look like. Um, you'd be amazed at the knowledge that's probably sitting around your office that's locked into the head of somebody who doesn't think that their opinion's worth a damn
0: and you probably have the tool set already that you're you're only scratching yes, the I surface add, of as well.
1: Not, yeah. You yep. probably have the yep. tool set. It may not even it may not always mean Ripping everything up and throwing it out the window, but the process definitely has to be thrown out the window because that's what's not working.
0: Yeah, um, well, Penny, I think that's a really good, uh, really good spot to to wrap up um, today's episode. Penny, where can people where can people find out more about who you are and what you do?
1: MoneyPennyLLC
0: MoneyPenny LLC. Um, find us on LinkedIn as well, folks. On Twitter, what about you, uh, follow where can us. Find you just on linkedin at the moment i'm still working on the website so that's still work in process but find me on uh, find me on linkedin connect on linkedin send any questions that you've got uh, that you'd like us to cover um, we'd be delighted to to brainstorm and strategize around those. So, um, folks, satvc.co is the website, uh, and that's where we've got uh, links to, to to the book strategy and and the Fat Smoker links to the articles that we've been discussing. Um, do us a favor: go on to Apple Podcasts and um, give us a review. Write us, uh, give us a review, give us a rating, um, and uh, send us your questions. But uh, otherwise, Penny, I'll talk to you next week. And ladies and gentlemen, have a phenomenal day.
1: Have a great holiday. Bye-bye, everyone.